welcome everybody to the third episode of season two of uh, The Office Podcast. We hope you've been uh, listening and you've been subscribing. And remember to follow us on our social media at The Office, no, at Office Podcast Essay, sorry, mm-hmm. Office Podcast Essay on Twitter and on Instagram. And use our hashtag The Office Podcast. And let us know what you'd like to hear. And we are happy to be back with another interesting episode. So let's uh, kick it off. And you know I'm not alone. I'm with uh, Kia. Hi, Lai. How are How you? How are you on this Saturday morning? We're actually recording on a Saturday morning. Funny enough, actually, I'm not even tracking the days of the week anymore. It's just like... <laughs> You know, I suppose <laughs> that's the good thing about technology. It's giving us the option to actually record any time because we can do it from... Yeah, from and like, it's some positive to the lockdown too because who cares, right? Um, we're going to try and, you know, be a little bit positive today with the COVID-19 stuff, guys. And as you know, we're doing a bit of a COVID-19 series, unplanned, but you know how our life works. So today's topic is going to be very interesting. I um, hope you guys listened to episode two, because in episode two, we looked at upskilling during the 21-day lockdown. And I wonder how, yeah, how, but how have, you guys, how have you actually handled this lockdown so far? We are about, what, eight, nine days in? Yeah, but nine days in, like, I actually have been, because um, I had traveled before, mm-hmm. and as soon as uh, the president had the first um, national address, I just didn't go out of the house. So I've been on lockdown since the 15th of March. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so Yikes. I literally, yeah, I think I am, yeah, way beyond nine days. But you know, yeah, it's, it's sure. you get used to it, and then you just, you know, you just start running with it. Yeah, that's awesome. So... I think it's time for us to get into Know Your Continent. Lilo isn't on episode three as well, um, but we will hold it down with Know Your Continent. Live has got us spicy for us. I don't know what it is, but um, let's go into Know Your Continent. Yes, I'm actually interested and actually um, uh, excited, rather, to do this because... Um, I get to make you guess. <laughs> I get to do the Lele in this situation. So here's, uh, it's also like COVID-19 related, but um, this is um, an African country mm-hmm. with the least number of confirmed cases. I'll give you the number and then okay. you just have to guess the, con- the, the okay. country. It's, um, they've got two cases confirmed. Mm-hmm. So let me give four. you... A clue, it's in okay. West Africa. Two cases in West Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two Do you want to try it, right? I haven't introduced the case, but I think you might want to try this one out. Do you have an idea, Bright? It's in West Africa. There was a movie about diamonds from that country. Yes. Oh, yes. Shit. Actually, he knows what it is, so. He knows, and I know, but it's... Okay. It's got um, it's right here. It's got It's right here. So so another interesting fun fact about that country is that when you land in the country, like you land in this mountainous area uh-huh. and you kinda like have to take a ship to get into the town. Like or you fly over. It's it's the, or like take a helicopter. Yeah. It's so dope. Oh that's nice. I'm assuming you've done that. Yeah, you probably has been to the country because I was like I was it's like possible. I didn't even know that. Knowing Bright, <laughs> it's possible. Guys, the name is Bright. I, I just, I just um, mostly travel. Sierra, it wouldn't be Sierra. Back yourself. 
Sierra Leone. That's what I can remember. Yay! It is. The name was right here, but I was like struggling to get it out. It is Sierra Leone. So yeah, they actually have, um, I was quite surprised to know that they, they only have two confirmed cases. And I hope it's because it's not because they actually haven't tested a lot of people. So, yeah. so is it not because, so the travel industry, what does their travel, what does their travel and tourism industry look like? Because I think, for example, Africa, I think the reality is that the reason we've got the number of cases that we have is from external um, yeah. people coming in from other country, European countries into Africa. And that's how the virus, I think, has spread from what I can gather. Um, so like sitting right is chilling up in Africa you know what I'm saying so yeah. is it not so I'm not quite sure what their t- um, tourism industry looks like um, but I would assume that plays has played some role I know right yeah. you've been there you let it's, us know I haven't actually visited Sierra Leone it's, it's pretty hard to get there that's the, the the first thing and it's not cheap oh so, ah, yeah there you go and we're in South Africa. There you go. Um, so, guys, for Know Your Content, we actually wanted to be a little bit more positive today. So, I think that's why Light and went to that route. Only two confirmed cases. That's brilliant. And Africa, mm-hmm. at, at date of recording, actually has 704 recovering cases. Um, so, we are making some progress. But, guys, how awesome is it that the World Health Organization um, is raising the coronavirus awareness um, using a WhatsApp bot that South African government? came up with so kudos to south africa and happy hands because we deserve happy it happy hands exactly um, but also some cool information is i uh, came across an article on bbc um that talks about people in africa who are doing such exceptional and surprisingly great things um amid um, the coronavirus pandemic so there's a libyan fashion label that has switched from making chic garments and now they've um started just producing medical gowns um for their doctors um, they're producing scrubs for their doctors and nurses. Um, and then we've also got, we've got a South African um, flower wedding company yeah. um, that is utilizing donated flowers to also decorate old age homes in Cape Town, in the Western Cape uh, in the Cape area. Because why? There's a lot of weddings that have had to be cancelled or postponed. Canceled, yeah. And the flowers were there already anyway. So that's some positivity. And then a landlord in Kenya has also told his 34 tenants that they don't have to pay rent for April and May. So whoop whoop to him. Whoop whoop whoop. Um, whoop. What I found surprising. Though, on my landlord. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> um, what I found surprising though is BBC reporting on a Tunisian um, belly dancer doing videos online and people enjoying belly dancing i didn't know that it was that much of a big thing but obviously in tunisia it's a it's their part of their cultural experience yeah um so that is why i guess that was major for them but but why was it you i I don't know that's what i was saying i find it so odd that bbc would find that newsworthy but yeah that's interesting yeah all i have to say is baby drop it down on us Um, and then an Ethiopian pop star has donated a villa um, to use for people who have who have to go into quarantine. Well done to you, Mama. And wow. then a footballer in Nigeria's Premier Division has also given four of his fans money to make sure that they could eat during the coronavirus update. Obviously, it's like five thousand naira, and we all wow. know when we convert that what that means. But we ain't gonna get into it. It's a good deed. It's a good deed nonetheless. 
Um, so I think we've exactly. had some positivity because um, we've been dealing with a lot of depression. Yeah, we've been, so, yeah. Look, well done to South Africa. I think we're doing a, a bit of a, a good job, a brilliant job in containing the virus. Um, with all the lockdowns, we get to record a podcast exactly. as well. So whoop whoop. Yeah. And that was Know Your Consent for episode three. Let's go. Welcome back, guys, and we are off to our main topic of today, and Gia is going to take us through it with our guest, and the topic is COVID-19 and my money. So let's find out how our money is doing, what the impact of, our, of this um, pandemic has on our money. So let's get into it. Gia, take us. Well, I, I don't know. Have you um, seen any... I mean, I saw a tweet yesterday, someone saying that um, by the end of the, the pandemic, he'll probably have some money saved because he's not swiping as much. He said, he, I think he would have spent by now 800 rand on takeaways um, mm-hmm. every week. Um, and I think people don't actually notice how much they swipe every day, how much money they swipe exactly. every day when you're going out to quiet to get like that smoothie and you're swiping or you're going to get breakfast or you're going out for lunches and you're just yeah. swiping. So I picked up that there will be some um, financial um behavior changes or money changes i don't know if you've noticed anything i know you love your wine so i love uh, my wine so i don't know if you've invested in <laughs> additional wine seller or have you seen have you noticed any money changes yeah i've actually noticed quite a lot like and also for me it's actually astronomical than other people because i live in a five i live and play in a five kilometer radius so I made a conscious decision of not having a car because I don't really need it. Yeah. And um, so I don't, I'm not paying anything in transportation, obviously, and I'm not paying for a car that is not going anywhere. Thank and you. I am not uh, paying for going out because m- literally I think like 30% or 40% of my money goes to like eating out because I do not like to cook, even though I'm actually quite a great cook. So I've realized that I've saved quite a lot of money. I'm actually quite impressed. It has, give, it has made me look at my finances differently. And um, I think after this, it's going to be an impact on how I'm actually spending. So, Well, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. I do have a car. Um, not that um, I, I could miss a payment or anything of that sort. I could miss an insurance <laughs> payment or anything of that sort. But I've definitely saved on um, petrol. Um, mm-hmm. Our cars aren't moving. Um, and let's maybe to go refill or whatever the case is, or in other cases where we get pick and pay to come deliver some stuff as well. So um, I've saved quite a lot there. And then eating out as well. I, I don't eat out as much anymore. I had stopped eating out anyway. I'd started you know, looking at my finances. I don't eat out yeah. as much as possible anymore, but um, I am saving on the let's do lunch, let's do drinks vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people are starting to see a lot of um, you know, behavioral changes. So I think it's great. And I'm hoping that it's something that we can carry um, with us until, you know, after the lockdown. Um, but there's also a lot of um, uncertainty happening. A lot of people are a little bit nervous about their finances. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. And then we've getting movies and pictures downgrading us. There's so much going yeah. on and people are not even sure. And when you look at the markets, it's been red, like for a while, like since March, <laughs> when you're going yeah. to work, you pull up your screen and you're like, it opens on red, closes on red. So red, exactly. it's, it's been a very anxious um, and anxiety-filled um, period for us during uh, with COVID-19. But um, we have a guest today because I know that a lot of people don't understand a lot of the terms, financial terms, or don't understand what's happening, don't know what Moody's does, don't understand how Fitch, uh, Fitch's fits into the 
the picture. picture um, yeah. What are their pension funds looking like? What are their investments looking like? No one knows what's actually going on. A lot of people don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And that is why we wanted to have this conversation today about COVID-19 and my money and bringing in an expert. So we're not experts on money. We're not experts on finances. We're not experts on investment. So we respect you guys enough to bring you experts on the different topics. And that is why today exactly. we brought you a cool dude. Um, oh, he says he's actually known as Dividend Poppy. Okay. Um, dividend Poppy. <laughs> he calls himself the Dividend Poppy. And if you know him well enough, you would have picked up who I'm talking about already. Um, and you've heard his voice um, in the intro as well. Um, his name is Bright Kumalo. And if you've never met Bright Kumalo, I don't know where you've been, to be quite honest with you, because this is the guy who managed to save about 7,000 Rand by using his 10 cents um, theory or his 10 cents method. And I'm going to ask him to actually elaborate on that later on in the interview. Um, but he's also a portfolio manager. So this is his day job is that he's a portfolio manager at Versac, a fund management company that manages money for private clients. Whoop, whoop. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you might have also spotted him um, on Business Day TV, uh, 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 uh-huh. um, hosting a show called Velocity. And the guy who's also saved again, like I said, 7,000 rand um, using, by say, what, putting away 10 cents in January. And then he followed a simple strategy. He calls it a simple strategy. So we'll ask him about it. And maybe we can use it. Um, yeah. you know, we're already in April, but maybe we could try and catch up, you know, if we've saved the money that we've saved. Um, but also, Brad loves TikTok, guys. Like, I have not, we were talking about TikTok in episode yes, two. I haven't caught the TikTok bug yet. I just watch the videos and I love the videos and the challenges. I adore it, but I just haven't recorded anything on myself. But Brad loves TikTok. Um, so we're going to ask Brad if TikTok is actually listed, um, because maybe if it is listed, it's a stock that you might want to, you know, get into. And if it get is, into. why isn't it listed, you know, because it must be booming right now. Um, so, Bright, welcome to the Office Podcast. Uh, we are so happy to have you with us. We know, you know, you're such a busy guy, you know. It's lovely to be here. I'm always busy making TikTok videos. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of TikTok, um, is TikTok actually listed? Um and let us know. Do you think it's a, would, would it be a good um, idea for them to list? So I, I did a show where we spoke about TikTok on Velocity um, not so long ago because it's one of those companies mm. um, that has always caught my attention. Um, mm. it's, it's owned by a parent company called ByteDance. Uh, so how it happened, it was, it, there was a, a U.S. company in 2016. I'm sure you guys knew um, Musical.ly. Mm-hmm, um, yes. And then yeah. musically got merged with this big giant Southeast Asian uh, competitor called TikTok, and the whole thing was called TikTok. Um, and now I think they 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 head office is somewhere in Europe uh, because of you know the censorship um, issues around China, yeah. etc. Yeah, um, and and it's one of the most uh, well, no, not one of the most. It's the most valuable privately owned company today because. Uber used to be used to be worth ninety billion US dollars uh, before it listed, and it's probably worth like thirty billion US dollars today because it went down a lot because it was overvalued. Uh, TikTok, um, the last time I checked, was valued between seventy and eighty billion US dollars, and they seem to be going strong. Um, and obviously, by acquiring Musically, they introduced all of this um, Southeast Asian technology into. Mm-hmm. The, the Musical.ly app and they converted everyone uh, from Musical.ly to TikTok and then obviously you can join TikTok today. I joined basically back in 2015, 2016 while it was still Musical.ly. Wow. Okay. Wow. I didn't even know about TikTok <laughs> then. 
right? But the, the only the only reason why um I didn't produce as much content as I do now is because back then it was a lot of you know like this teenagers i don't want to be derogatory here it was a yeah. bunch of teenagers using their fingers doing you remember the, uh what do they call these pyramids like pyramids oh yeah, yeah. oh I okay hated those dances so i took a break a little and then i came back when it was real dances okay and now you're one of them but you speak no, uh, um you you said um that uber was overvalued can you for our listeners just break down what you mean when you say the stock was overvalued you know Oof. So, um, so basically, how we determine a value of a business is um, the present value of its future cash flows. It means the money, what you think the, the, the business is worth today, based on the money it could make in the future. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. That's and a lot of forecasting. Uber, mm-hmm. Yes, and Uber, uh, there was so much exuberance in the private markets because people thought Uber would be making a lot of money tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then it was valued at 90 billion US dollars before it listed. And then when it came to the market where, you know, um, they say listed investors are a bit more harsh and the market is always right. A market is basically a group of buyers and sellers coming together to determine the value mm-hmm. that value. So um, Uber just tanked. Unfortunately, it's one of those businesses that went down a lot since listing. And now it seems to be a little fairly valued. But I think. Um, in terms of where we are today in COVID-19 and people not be being able to use uh, transport as much as they could previously since the, the entire continent, mm-hmm. or, you know, the entire world mm-hmm. is on lockdown. Um, it makes you question whether is it really fairly valued uh, where it is today, the, the business. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if there's no tourism, there's no Uber, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's so tricky because then that, that's... Uh... That's a, that's a little bit harsh, I think, because isn't uh, is investing not exactly that? Isn't not isn't it about taking risks? Um, because nothing is actually certain. Um, we're seeing a, a hell of a lot Correct. of volatility at the moment with COVID nineteen, yeah. and I don't think Correct. anyone predicted that COVID nineteen would happen. So then, what do we do as investors? What do people then do um, in such an instance? Because the reality is, I don't think anyone anticipated that a pandemic, a pandemic of this nature, would um, be happening at the moment. So the, the, those questions depend on your age and your time horizon. Um, okay. You know, investment horizon from today to your the reason why you are in the markets. So people, uh, most people in general, especially in South Africa, because we've got a very good savings culture when it comes to saving for retirement specifically, because it's essentially forced upon us. It's one of the few countries in the world where you are forced, you are forced saver, basically, if you work, um, because your employer has your retirement annuity, uh, you can get it yourself, et cetera, et cetera. In other countries, you have to do that on your own. Um, that's ah. that's a staple, yeah. So, um, so the question back back to the question. Um, it depends on you, um, you know, and your goal whether you're saving for retirement or. And then, if I'm assuming that in in this podcast, our um, audience is 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 youthful like us, yeah. So yeah. if I was in a market today and I see that okay, uh, there's COVID nineteen, and I know. In the past, there's been H1N1. Actually, mm-hmm. I remember I remember that very well. Um, yeah. And it was 
as vicious. And if you look back in market history, there's always been, uh, you know, a lot of uh, famine war and, and, and those kind of things. They've always been there and the market seems to recover from it uh, quite fine. And the most biggest one in terms of uh, pandemics or epidemics was uh, the Spanish flu that everyone keeps on referring to. Yeah. yeah. The Spanish flu uh, basically almost wiped out, you know, the whole of South America, and it's mm. it, it's it's it it was nasty. But you know, South America seems to be fine today, if I look at it. Um, yeah. And working on the assumption that uh, you're not dead tomorrow as an investor, uh, yeah. this only provides a great opportunity to stay in the market. And if you're brave like me and myself, um, knowing that uh, I've got a long, I've got a 40 year horizon basically to my retirement. So I'm definitely taking the view of uh, buying more quality businesses at these yeah. cheaper prices. Because every time I pass uh, through um, uh, the shopping mall and I see my yeah. favorite you know, clothes, item of clothing at a, you know, at a discount or on sale, uh, I don't say, I'll wait for it to actually recover and go back to normal price before I go. Yeah. Buy it. Like, ah, I great analogy. Exactly. Great, great analogy. analogy. Um, and you've actually answered a question that I had received from Pumima Zibuko who had asked, actually, is it a good idea to buy share stocks now that they have gone a little bit cheaper during the mm-hmm. pandemic? Um, she was obviously put going more towards the likes of your Capitex and your Sassols. Obviously, Sassol has been has been taking a lot of the media attention. Um, the, yeah. Their share price tanked. And so everyone is obviously asking, um, this is a great, a greatly valued uh, stock at some point, and now it's just it's gone dot, it's gone to the dog. Yeah. So everyone's trying to figure out: is this a good time for me to get into Sasol shares? Um, and that's you know one of the answers that um, you know Bright yeah, had. Maybe, but it's a little bit intricate yeah, yeah. then for like a, a Sasol maybe. Yeah. Um, so here's another thing: my whole um, claim to fame is my um, uh, passion for zero debt. Uh, mm. We know South Africa is crippled by, um, you know, especially the young people who who go, you know, straight out of university, get really nice jobs. Like you work for a bank, you earn what six hundred k or whatever, and yeah. all of a sudden you see, okay, I can afford an M two or maybe M three, and yeah. I can get a nice flat in Santon, and all of a sudden you're really deep in it. Um, before you know it, you know, two, two, two years down the line, three years down the line, you tell people that you don't earn enough, but it's, it's just, you know, the, the, the bad habits that you started with, it, it, it hinders your, your ability to have good habits going forward. Yeah. So if you start with not having any debt, it's a great start to be, yes, aggressively going into markets with your uh, net disposable income or your yeah. savings, et cetera, et cetera. But mm-hmm. if you're in a spot where you've got a lot of consumer debt, you know, if you've got properties and you've got good tenants, et cetera, et cetera, and you don't need a, a cash buffer, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, for the worst case scenario, it makes sense to go to the market. But if you've got consumer debts, you know, like credit card debts, um, overdrafts that are killing the youth, mm-hmm. people have overdrafts for, you know, drinks and going to see. Yeah. <laughs> I never actually uh, knew that okay. until recently, actually. Yeah. Um, I, this is a perfect time to ensure that you just hunker down in this lockdown, use the additional disposable income that you have. If you're lucky enough to still keep your job and have an income. Yeah. All your debt. Okay. Yes. Have an emergency fund. Uh, I always say an emergency fund is is a work in progress. Uh, People say you should have, you know, three to six months worth of uh, your monthly income in there. 
um, I've, 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 I've gone in as extreme as you, you might as well have two years, right? Or a year, a year's worth, because that gives you enough time for you not to have a job if you lose your job and yeah. still be able to keep up with Maintain. all of your monthly expenses uh, <clears throat> comfortably without you stressing and sweating and calling everyone around you to bail you out. Um, yeah. You know, and, and that, that peace of mind for me is, is it's second to none. You know, it's, uh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's amazing. I can't put it into words right now. I'm even yeah. smiling. <laughs> yes. So that's, 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 the first and foremost, those are the two things I want to do. I want to have zero debt. I want to have a great, you know, emergency fund. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. And then we can talk about playing the market while it's down. Then definitely uh, balls to the wall. Uh, do what you must. Just do not gamble. So now let's come back to the question mm-hmm. of Cecil. Um, I said a value of a business is, is the present value mm-hmm. of its cash flows so yeah. you have to ask yourself um are the fortunes of Cecil have they changed from you know when the share price was 600 bucks to where the share price was 40 bucks 50 bucks in recent times hey, why has the share price done that why has it gone down so if you ask me i look at you know the, the announcement uh, came out that saudi was going to ramp up uh, about 12.5 million or 13.5 million um you know additional oil barrels a day uh, in a few to fight off russia etc cetera, etc cetera. that's about 11 percent or 12 percent of you know the world's oil reserves Per wow. day yeah. to be loosening, yes, uh, and that obviously tanked the the, the oil price from around mm. sixty dollars per barrel yeah. to around twenty seven. Okay, yeah. And then if I am a rand producer, yes, I'm producing cheaply because I'm selling my items in US dollars. But yeah. if I used to be able to sell this thing at sixty seven, you know, sixty one yeah. or somewhere, in place, and all of a sudden I'm 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 selling it at 27 and i've got these fixed costs that are there i've uh-huh. got a i've got a um a, they've got a, a, a big project in uh, in louisiana in the united states uh, for the yeah. one of the uh, plants there that has basically had terrible overruns 12 billion or so later and it's mm-hmm. not looking good and they still yet to produce one thing they have not done anything and the management that was responsible um, you know, for, for that project has been fired. They put in new management. Uh, I can, I, yes, I come back to the same question. Future cash flows, present value. I say probably where the share price is today, that's what it's worth. It's not a bargain because I don't foresee them making as much money as they did today. Um, mm-hmm. Like when, they, when the oil price was yeah. in 1960 and 70 and going forward because this, you know, this, oil price war might last longer than we know. Um, and I, I don't want to be, you know, betting any of my hard earned monies um, in, a, in a thing that I'm not sure, um, you know, I, I don't have control of. It's a situation where yeah. I, I have no control of. Whereas this COVID-19 has actually been a blessing in disguise for yeah. those people who have no debt. Um, they've got a good, you know, safety net in terms of an emergency fund and they can... Uh-huh. Market to put their money, their, their funds to play in the market. Why do I say that? Because there's lots and lots and lots of other businesses that have seen a share price go down with the likes of Cecil, but with much better economics. 
Yeah. It's, it's just simple. I look at, um, you know, I, I, I'll make a quick example, you know, five companies from the top of my head, you know, Apple, for example, is sitting on, you know, 200 billion US dollars in cash, all time highs in terms of sure. you know, the cash they have. Wow. Yeah. You, you, you look at Google. Google is number one, Alphabet, the holding company for Google, they're number one. They, are, they have zero debt as a company. So if Google today went to zero, the whole thing, they will still have about 250 billion US dollars to play around with to start a new business. It's insane. The thing is, during lockdown, the usage on Google has shot up over 1,000% in one week. Wow, so, uh, intense. So if you're going to be conducting business online and you want to send some ads, Google is going to be creaming it. And the fact that it has gone down 35% from its all-time highs yeah. in the mid of February makes absolutely no sense. For me, yeah. I say I'm, I'm looking at the future cash flows that I'm potentially going to get from a Google. Uh-huh. And I'm saying, wow, that looks hella sexy. That's where yeah. I want to so yes. maybe that's where you should go, Pumi. Um, I know you're looking. You're already looking at South Africa's cheap, but maybe you should start looking that's, at the tech guys because um, that's who's that's who's killing it at the moment, right? Yeah, yeah. It's Apple, Microsoft, Google, Visa, Amazon has been shorting the lights out. Amazon is hiring in this market. Uh, yeah. and yes. I think um, um I, I hope I've pronounced it correctly. You know, has says he's got fifty k to splash around. Um, so he wants to know, you know, what to do with that 50K. And I think you've answered, you know, his question. His question. Yeah, he, he, he's actually a, a, a very interesting character. He runs mm-hmm. a, meat, a meat producing business. He, okay. He interesting. Be, he's ba- yeah, he's based in Maboneng. Um, and he's, the name of the business is called Boy Meets Girl. Uh, yeah. which I think is, is, is a very, it's <laughs> a very cute. Yeah, it's a very, it's a, it's a very cute thing. Um, uh, yeah, and he's working during the lockdown as well. Pretty cool guy. Um, I used to work with him back. I'm in the not. Days when I'm I was actually not surprised. He's. I'm actually not surprised. He's that busy now. Like in the episode two, we were talking about how everyone is trying to learn new skills, new cooking skills. Cooking skills, yeah. Ordering more because everyone is like now. You can just go. More. Try to find him well. on social media, boy meets girl. He's oh, that's, that's, I'm assuming cetera. the meet, obviously, guys, there's a pun there. So, um, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. catch on and you'll, you'll figure it out. But <laughs> nice one. So, uh, use your 50k. I mean, if, you, if you're not sure where to take it, you can, I can give you my own number and you can send me that 50k and I will help you um, spend it. But other than that, Bright has given you some ideas on where to spend your money. Yeah. Um, so thanks for that, Brett. But I think another thing that is like wearing heavy on people's shoulders is the uncertainty um, with what COVID-19 has actually done to the global markets entirely. Um, mm-hmm. But also closer to home, what has COVID-19 actually done to the South African market? Um, what, is it, what are things looking like at the moment? If you can give us a brief snapshot of how things exactly. have been happening since um, the so, pandemic actually landed. So I'm, I'm really a bad forecaster, so I'm not even going to go there and try because I don't have like a, you know, a crystal ball to see. That's what's, fine. What's go- just let us know what's, what's going to be happening. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just, we're going to, yeah. For me, I like to crystallize the world. Yeah. Um, uh, the nice thing is that uh, Southeast Asia, you know, <laughs> had the, you know, a, a front seat ticket to this COVID-19. So yeah. they're the poster child of literally what happens in the economy to investments, you know, to people, uh, how it does, you know, affect your body, et cetera, et cetera, the people around yeah. you. So it's, it's easier to, to have a case study to look at, uh, to crystallize and 
try to you know understand um, the impacts of of of, of COVID nineteen. Covicho. Um, oh, that's a new at, one. Okay. No, that's, <laughs> that's a new one. No, that's that's been around for a while now. Oh, I'm so behind. Not in the streets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So we look at uh, China. So the, the first set of um uh, numbers, uh, you know, for 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 the March uh, financial year or the March quarter, um, mm-hmm. they're starting to come out. Um, there's a there's a luxury company called Shudong. Uh, I forgot the, the the last part of the Shudong Chen or something like that. Um, they came out with their numbers uh, showing that in 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 you know t- t- the end of 2019 they increased you know their luxury sales by um, 13.4%. You know they turned profitable, doing exceptionally well. Um, but they said the first you know quarter of um, the 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 COVID nineteen thing because that's when it was you know prevalent yeah, you know, March for them yeah uh, the sales have dipped more than sixty percent so these are the guys that can still provide the uh, luxury clothing um, jewelry mm-hmm. diamonds etc all those things online so the fact that people are not spending because they're uncertain what's going to happen in the future shows you that it, it, it has a ripple effect and obviously anyone who 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 um, uh, is in business with this business in their supply chain, they're uh-huh. all they're all going to get affected. I'm talking about um, their landlords, uh, their maids, yeah. um, you know, their the designers, all of the anyone in that business chain in that line of business uh, that helps provide these luxury items uh, to people is going to suffer. But that's just the one side. But the catas- the catas- the catastrophe that we've seen, um, basically, that has everything decimated you know is lockdown lockdown basically um came out and obviously all of a sudden the tourism industry goes to zero it doesn't go to pause it goes to zero because you've got you know these fixed costs that i was talking about variable costs you know you can they they vary depending on you know business yeah yeah, that's fine but these fixed costs i'm going to just use uh salaries as an example yeah having to pay salaries for people who are not quote-unquote doing any work because they you can't do any work if i work in you know um uh helping people book for flights um if if there's no one flying there's no business for me and yeah. if i'm and if i'm a pilot and my my line of business was to you know transport people people from x to y and i can't do that anymore the airline business goes under and my salary also, you know, is, is under question. We talk about the restaurant industry. COVID-19 has forced us not to be in contact with each other, you know, like keeping the distance. So I can't offer that service. I can't render that service anymore. Um, You talk about casinos, entertainment. I'm a big fan of concerts. I love dancing. Like you said, I can't go to a concert. I can't, I, I can't imagine a situation where I'm right shoulder to shoulder with another human being, I'm probably yeah. going to die from the, from the shock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, and casinos, like I was saying, um, they shut down those businesses. Las Vegas is dying. And Las Vegas wow. is one of the places where there's, there's a, the highest concentration of dollar millionaires. They're there in Nevada. And they're also in, um, uh, in Macau, in, in China, all, China. Those people are, all of a sudden they, they poor because yeah. no one's traveling. No one is going to gamble. 
Um, It's funny. I mean, we're talking about liquor sales locally, but liquor sales haven't actually dipped in the rest of the world because, like, uh, France, uh, Japan, those kind of the people are still consuming the alcohol. It's it's still business as usual. It's still seen as an essential item. It's just only here in South Africa that uh, we decided, you know, to protect (laughs) our our ladies and our kids that we're not going to to do those sales yeah. uh, but you know i can carry on anything that's linked to tourism travel um entertainment uh, you know events management business artists yeah. artists it's, it's, income artists. have gone the likes of cardi b making what three hundred fifty thousand us dollars a month Zero yeah. today. It's exactly. yeah. nothing uh, <laughs> it, it, basically cardi b is an influencer like you and i yeah, exactly. And I think, like, when you're touching on the artist element, but I think what people forget to uh, realize, or what people, some people might not be aware of, is that uh, artists actually make the most of their money through appearances and, and shows yeah. and tours. So it's not it's not the music sells because no, not a lot of people buy the music. People are streaming the streaming. music and not buying the music. So, and out of the streaming too it's not really like for you to actually start making money off streaming, you have to have like a really great catalog first to start off with. You, can, you have to be Rihanna. You have exactly. To be someone oh, you can play. Oh, she's it there. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's got like great back-to-back tracks. You have to be Taylor yeah. Swift. You have to be exactly. like Kanye West. You have to yeah. be like, these guys, you can listen back-to-back. Yeah. Shuck, so it's a little bit of a tough time for our local guys then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> two tracks, that's it. Only probably Kabza and Maporisa are making it because you can listen to them back to back. Yeah. Yes. And I'm glad you touched on those different sectors um, because I was actually going to lead into that question as to which of the sectors have actually been impacted. Um, I know that a lot of people, first thing that comes to mind is travel. For them, it's just travel. Um, oh, no, I can't go on my trip anymore. I can't, you know, but there's, lay- it's, there's layers to it. It's um, the layers to yeah. travel. You know, one of the biggest, most profitable businesses in travel is tours. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I went to Zanzibar and I, sp- I paid a small fortune just for the tour guys that were showing me around. It's, it's actually unbelievable. That's the, that's the amount you pay for these tours. Yeah. I, I know Tanzania. I've been to Tanzania. I spent three weeks in Tanzania. It's, it's a cheap country to be in. For the fact yeah. that I was, I was paying a small fortune for tours, it didn't make any sense. But exactly. that's just how they, these companies make their money. And there's, all of that has gone to nothing, zero. And I wonder what those tour guides are doing now, just eating fruits in an island. Yeah, yeah. Shame, but it, you know, it's crazy. But I know that for uh, the Kruger National Park, what they've been uh, doing with their touring, I think this is a bit off our topic, but what the, they've been doing, they've actually been doing virtual game drives on YouTube. Um, I think they partnered with like a wildlife channel where they mm. actually do like um, morning game drives and afternoon and evening game drives, So, which has been quite interesting. It's actually virtually going to the crew guys so yeah yeah there's though there, there was a channel so uh, i forgot it was kruger tv or something where yeah. like a 14 year old founded that business like six years ago or something um it definitely that's that that used to be around but it never used to have a lot of views and the people that used to view those things because you can go on right now on youtube it's live mm-hmm. um the people that view those things were like Americans and you yeah, exactly. have access to the safari. So uh-huh. it'll have like a, a random two to 4 million viewers at a time. I wonder how many people are actually viewing right now. Um, now that literally the world has come to a stop. 
Yeah, exactly. So what we can do is do virtual tours of everything. I've been, I've been in the Museo Louvier or whatever, um, online, going around, looking at, you know, the Mona Lisa and this and that. Yeah. I've, I've done it all. But it's um, with artificial is it AI, um, what Google's done as well is, is has created life-size animals um, that people can actually have in their homes on their kitchen counters for their little kids as well to enjoy. So if you type lion on Google, it'll actually it give you the reality. option. Yeah, augmented reality. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. Um, and then you can actually see the lion or the tiger. I don't know. For some odd reason, not working on my Google. I don't know what version of Google does anyone else have. But I haven't. I'm starting to try it out. You need to update your Google. Oh. It sounds like an ID10T problem, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. I'll update it. Uh, so <laughs> that is one. So I think we're starting to see how technology is starting to play a role. I, I did ne- never in my mind have I anticipated that a virus or a pandemic would actually push because you know we've been hearing oh fourth industrial revolution oh, yeah. of YR. I feel like it's been more of a buzzword than it has actually been implemented, especially in Africa or South Africa's concerned. Yeah. I don't think we were there yet and now we're being forced to play um in the space and we weren't even I don't even think we were quite ready for it. Um, yeah. I think another if you go thing, to your if you go to your phone now and go to yeah. your apps and, and refresh you'll see like hundreds and hundreds of updates because it's ab- yes it's absolutely insane that developers now they're working the hardest they've ever in mm-hmm. since the beginning of developing, I guess. And they are yeah. doing a great job um, doing that. I know, yes, our doctors are doing incredible jobs. The cleaners who are um, disinfecting all of those places uh, where, uh, you know, the patients oh. have to go, et cetera, et cetera. Essential workers. Mm. Say, yeah, yeah, they're all doing a great job. But developers as well, they up there, man. They, they yeah. need to get credit that they deserve as well. I've never seen so many updates and literally every single day it's an update. So exactly. they're finally getting, they're finally getting paid. Um, they're finally getting paid for actually doing some work. No, 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 no. They so are finally, saying? no, no. I'm saying they are finally able to do their jobs without the meetings that we keep them in. Exactly. Ooh. That is very true. Nice that one. Very true. That's that true. It makes true. sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't want to dampen the, the top, the, the, conversations i think we're having we're having quite a a great conversation here but i wanted to get into something that um has had south africa talking for since last week last friday um and that's the ratings agencies um in a matter of seven days two ratings agencies haven't given us the greatest ratings um Mm -hmm. but we want to just get a sense as to why are the ratings agencies playing such a role? Who, what, what is the role of rather of ratings agencies, um, and what does our current ratings with Moody's and Fitch mean for us? You know, um, Ageya, who's in Johannesburg, um, what does that mean for me? Yeah, yeah, it's a tough question. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna um, uh, use a real life example here. Yeah, you know, to, to simplify it for myself. Um, <laughs> so basically you, you and I have a, a credit score and obviously depending on that credit score uh, we can get certain rates if let's say I want to buy a house and then obviously if I bond the house um, depending on how well I am with my finances and my debts uh, do I settle on time I've never mm. missed a debt um, all those kind of things then I get a rating it's a similar thing uh, with Moody's well, the ratings agencies, where they go around all the countries to see, you know, their affordability of the debts mm-hmm. that they issue. It's the same as individuals, same as countries. So, and 
that affordability allows the likes of those com- uh, those companies to give us a rating that's um, reflective of you know their current economic environment. Um, mm-hmm. And by doing that, then you can say, okay, this bond can attract can attract between one and two percent if you're the U.S. Um, and if you're you know with triple A, and if you're South Africa with um, you know, a BB positive for Fitch, which is two notches below a junk, you know, you'll attract anything between 9% and 12%. So those are, those are the kind of, you know, things. And these are at dollar-based um, okay. bonds. Um, so this is basically a way that the, the company, not the company, the country raises its capital to fund its, you know, bad habits. And some, and I mean, some of the reasons that were noted in the reports by the ratings agencies is the issue, obviously, COVID-19 is the latest one, um, but the lack of clear path towards, you know, our government debt stabilization, as well as, you know, the expected in, uh, impact of COVID-19, SOEs, the state of our SOEs. Yes. I mean, those are the, the those are all the, uh, I don't want to say the assumptions they put in their model, but those are the assumptions they put in the model because that's the, the reality. They have to look at these, um, how so they look at the the state as a company of how well is this company run mm. what is its income you know how much do we, they collect from taxes and how are they spending it um mm-hmm. no we're spending it on soes but are these soes well run no mm-hmm. and then all of those they keep you know deducting points until you get to okay. a rate. because Jesus. then it, affa- it affects your income it's like um if i had a crack addiction uh, it doesn't matter if i make two million or whatever because all of my spending habits are going to be very expensive. And at yeah. the end, I'm left in big debts because I've just got a, a habits that I need, you know, to, 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 to deal with, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's kind of the same. Uh, the, your worst, your economic um, environment is, and the worse, maybe the corruption, et cetera, et cetera, the worse, just the ratings just gets worse and worse. And obviously, uh, COVID-19 is a factor for literally every country. Every country is going to be affected by it. But if, you know, you, your deficit is already massive as it, it is today, imagine now without uh, any income from profitable companies in terms of taxes, uh, rich people leaving the country, um, oh. uh, people losing their jobs, just, you know, that, that SARS, you know, um, kitty just goes down like that. And then obviously being able to, to sustain those bad habits becomes very hard. But I know that um, the ratings agencies are getting some pushback. Um, a lot of criticism has come to pay to say, well, the world is faced with um, a, a massive pandemic. Is this the time to be, um reporting and you know and um giving ratings to different um states at the moment is this the correct time and they also are questioning whether the validity of um ratings agencies i don't know if you that's part a, of that, group that's a, that is um part of the group that is questioning um ratings agencies and their validity now it's a, well, you're still it's on a, the, the no it's a, it's a, worth having around the, it's a it's a philosophical question because uh, yes and no. Um, you know the, these these companies these companies are, are supposed to help us foresee the future of you know those um, particular countries that they give ratings to or companies because they also do listed companies. 
But mm. they, they, ca- they came under fire during the financial crisis of 08 because mm. not even one of any of those um, ratings agencies came and said, American banks are overly indebted. Mm. Um, their, their, their liquidity requirements are being breached. And if a small calamity as a few people not paying their, their, their bonds uh, is, it might lead into a catastrophic event. That yeah. means, well, that was the 2008 crisis. They didn't foresee any of that. They were all rated triple A, even the debt inside those businesses that they were offering and chopping and changing. Uh, yeah. All of that was triple A until one day it went all poof and they came two weeks later and changed their ratings from triple A to junk. How do you, the question was, how do you move from triple A, double A, A, B, go all the way down to go to triple C, for example, that makes absolutely no sense. So like be realistic. Um, And yeah, they came under fire, which, you know, they like to be credible, credible um, uh, organizations and Mm -hmm. you can't, you know, all of a sudden, the, all the, the engineers and the financial people that work there and, you know, statisticians and discredit their ability to forecast. But at the end of the day, no one has the crystal ball of what's going to happen. The same sure. thing can be said by uh, COVID-19 and no one foresaw it happening, uh, which is why probably the U.S. took it as, a, you know, a, a bit of a joke and look at where the country is today as compared to the rest of the world. Um, and unfortunately, they're the poster child for not listening in this, in this case. And well, this is where they find themselves. But thing. again, the, the big question I ask all of those, um, uh, you know, ratings agencies is they saw it happening in China. Why didn't they look at the rest of the world and say, who's going to get hit the most? And then did their ratings then back, back in, beginning of march they already had all the information they needed Mm. why come in april why when every country is already um you know self-imposing lockdowns they're doing the right thing you know flattening the curve it makes absolutely no sense if it's organized um if it's an organized slowdown versus a disorganized slowdown so that's 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 my argument to say i think it's a little bit opportunistic for, for especially Moody's because they've kicked the can down the road for a very, very long time, keeping us above um, yeah. you know, investment grade. They were the only one uh, for a very long time. I don't know whose hand they were holding or who they were trying to impress. Yeah. Here in our but, um, it, 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 let me just say today, it's not looking pretty. But, mm. you know, Fitch, they've, they've always went for the gut and this, is, this time they went for the chin, man. It is what mm, it is. It is what it is. But um, the Treasury has actually released a, an infographic that explains and simplifies this for you. So we'll definitely add it to our Twitter account. I think we'll post it on our Twitter account. Yeah. But just to give you a bit of a snapshot of the effect that the rating, current ratings have on us is that we will be paying a little bit more on interest. Um, food and electricity prices go up a little bit. Unemployment obviously increases due to shutdowns and retrenchments that are going to be imminent, especially with COVID-19 at play. Governments will be forced to spend less on social programs, low investor confidence overall. Obviously, this means less opportunity for us to grow the economy um, and less, of course, something drastic happens. Um, And then, of course... Yeah, miraculous. I think we this is the time we need um, every church, every religion, every 
spiritual guide to come together for this one um and then obviously there's an increase there's an increase in imported goods so that's a bit of a snapshot on how it affects you directly and we'll post that infographic as well on our twitter account at office podcast essay and using the hashtag at uh, hashtag the office podcast um i don't know like i don't know how you feel so far are we making you feel any better by any chance um, I feel a little scattered a little better at the same time, which is kind of interesting. But I think this has been quite an informative uh, discussion in terms of like what's happening, what the impact mm. uh, uh, everything has on our money or how we need to be spending. So I think it's, yeah, it's been quite um, a good conversation and I am well equipped. And you know, like I'm not really the best when it comes to financial things, but yeah. <laughs> I've quite a lot so yeah. i think bright has given us a bit of a, a clearer picture but bright just to almost help summarize or just um also move into more positive territory what are the what do you see um or what do you see as the possible investment opportunities for us currently and also can you just get into that saving bit i know that and, and explain to us as well how you can um advise people now to, with the extra cash that they have um, or if they want to start getting into the 10 cent um, saving approach, maybe also get into that as well. I think that would be also cool and interesting. Um, uh, can you repeat that question? Sorry, so the first part is um, yeah. moving I forward. So looking, looking ahead, um, right? Yes. What are the possible or the, the, the positive investment opportunities that people actually have? Um, yes. And then okay. also for them, so for the person that maybe isn't going to go into stocks or isn't going to be investing in ETFs or, you know, buying shares or anything of that sort, and they might have like 500 grand extra here and there, um, well, how can they save? Yes, ah, so give them so, a nice, easy strategy to save. Yeah, for so, me, for me, the most important thing is, you know, they say money only speaks one language, right? If you save me today, I'll save you tomorrow. Um, uh, and, I love that. And, 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 Portable So for me, that's the most important thing about personal finance is that mm. get the right habit of you, your sisters, your brothers, your partner, you know, family, friends, loved ones, get into a habit of enjoying having a lot of money saved up, not wanting to spend it, but just seeing it increase. And, you know, creating that freedom in your head, that peace of mind that I spoke about previously. Once you have these good habits, for example, uh, in another calamity that will happen in the market or there will always be opportunities. Maybe someone's business needs help. Maybe you can come in as an investor or et cetera, et cetera. You can't do any of these things because you need money to make money. I think that's also, uh, uh, you know, the another one of those quotes where they say, um, uh, you know, m- money is the raw material of making more money. So if you don't have the money in the first place, you won't be able to make more money. So I, I would like us to go back, take a step back and focus on having those good, you know, savings money habits. habits. Yes. And the first one that comes to mind, um, uh, you know, uh, the likes of Simon Brown on, on Twitter talk about yeah. Christopher Eden, et cetera, et cetera. Those kinds of, you know, do it yourself, um, you know, always encouraging kind of, yeah, 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 behavior. They say spend less than you earn and save mm-hmm. the um, or, or save and invest the difference. You must spend, literally, it sounds 
doable. It sounds like, you know, that's what you should be doing, but how many people are actually doing it? Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it goes so back say, to that. You get a new job and you like your BMW or you want that fancy car. So you end up like in a hell of a I wanted to thing. say like, like, like Lighten, I, I still don't own a, a motor vehicle. Um, it's my seventh year of work. Uh, I would like to think um, I'm being fairly compensated for the work I do. Um, and I just, it's insane. I just save all my money. Um, yeah. and, and other bad habits I have is, you know, buying nice tops so I can post on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> but also going, on, going to nice locations. You travel quite a bit, so that's very nice. And you yeah. learn quite a lot on those trips too, right? Yeah, yeah, I travel a bit of um, a, a bit of Africa. I, I, I like to travel where um, where I have friends, uh, so I save on accommodation. They can accommodate me. They can Ooh, show me on, okay. they can show me around easier, um, and you know, I get the actual local experience as yeah. compared to around in a tour. And then I meet Europeans when I'm there. If I want to meet Europeans, sorry, go to, to Europe. I'll go to Europe. That's yeah. what I want. But that's what, yeah, that's what, that's how I approach uh, traveling. I travel with friends. I go meet people that I already know who are South Africans who are there. And we just, you know, uh, have stupid times there. Oh, nice one. Nice one. So I think we've wrapped it up. Um, and I think we've had, I think, I don't know, Bright, this was a very insightful conversation. And I think anyone who maybe was a little bit confused, I think we've done a, I think we've done a decent job of trying to simplify yeah. everything and clear, um, clear things for you. But if you let us know your thoughts um, on the episode, um, the hashtag is the office podcast and tag us on Instagram and Twitter office at office podcast essay. Um, sharing is caring guys. So let us know if you've got any tips, um let us know and we're also going to give you some of um and we're also going to give you bright social media handles you guys want to um get a hold of him tweet yeah. him ask him any more questions um after this episode talk him on tiktok and yeah follow him on tiktok so um yes, bright, can you give us a social media handle so that everyone can follow you it's uh my social media handles uh, can you hear me hello yeah my social yeah. media handles is at bright yeah, it's at Brightless. So B-R-I-T-E-L-E-S-S. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm famously known as the Dividend Papi. So if you Google Bright Kumalo Dividend Papi or whatever, you, you'll yeah. see me. We'll, we'll find, find you. Yeah. Uh, awesome. And I'll, I'll be sure to make those TikToks fun. Please do. I think I enjoy watching them. I enjoy seeing them. Um, I enjoy TikTok in general. I just don't have it, but I enjoy it. Um, I don't know if you want to stay with us online because um, Lai is going to serve us some tea. Um, and it's a little bit cold today, so I don't have a glass of wine today. Um, like, no, are we drinking actually, tea today? We are, we're actually having actual tea today. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay, cool. So we're going to take a bit of a break, and then Lai's going to give us the tea for the day. Welcome back, guys. Um, I think we've had a very insightful chat with Bright. Um, but there's actually one question um, that we, I hadn't asked him yet, and a lot of people are asking this question. And is, is the question is, do we not take our pension funds offshore, um, seeing that the JC is being decimated? Um, what are your views on that? So I was um, recording... That was from a, Tejo, by the way. Tejo Kumbani. Thanks for the question. Yeah. Yes, yes. So I was, I was recording a podcast episode yesterday, and I asked... Um, um, my co-host um, uh, Tam Sagmanesa he said to me no 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 you can't take your entire you know 
the main reason why South Africa still lives, you know, and still breeds is because of our pensions and the fact mm. that we are forced, like I said, we are forced savers and um, we, we have these pensions here locally. But technically speaking, even if I wanted to take my pension offshore, it would be almost close to impossible because of Regulation 28, which only mm-hmm. allows us about 35% uh, of our pension to be offshore. So it still yeah. mostly regulates that your pension must be fully local. Um, mm-hmm. The question, I guess, is the part that you can take offshore, what do you want in it? Um, and uh, a lot of people used to put things like real estate investment trusts or commonly known as REITs. I would say just you know put technology businesses in there because um, REITs, unfortunately, uh, since no one wants to pay their commercial rent, office rent, and yeah. industrial rent, th- those things are seeing flames. And yeah. the main, um, you know, what differentiates REITs from other investments is is the fact that they they are highly geared. And mm. some of them are, 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 you know, they say 1.5 geared or 50% geared or whatever. They're so geared that if they don't see any income in the next six months, the whole thing mm-hmm. goes under. So it's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good, you know, when the market is going up and you can make your interest payments. Mm. But once, you know, everyone stops paying their rent because of these force majeures that we've been seeing around businesses yeah. sending each other here in South Africa because no one's operating during lockdown and no one's going to make money and everyone is, is, is blaming Covicho as the reason why they, yeah. they, they're not going to make rent. I mean, we've seen big businesses like, you know, the Foshini Group. Um, yeah. you know, uh, who, who's next? You know, um, Truett. Uh, it's going, I mean, it's going there that all of them are going to be like, pause uh we, we're not gonna afford rent and we've seen edcon the ceo edcon, crying yeah. crying yeah. real tears mm-hmm. in a conference call you know after making a couple of millions but we, we, that's not where we are um saying yeah. that you know the business is basically going to a shop the only thing you can afford is salaries for the next two three months except mm-hmm. that's where we that's find over. ourselves and being a landlord is not as cute as it used to be you know buying property because you can live by yourself yeah um is no longer again a thing of um uh, it's it's a sure thing it's no longer a sure thing anymore it's now you're sitting with all these pretty properties that no one wants or no one is paying any rent for it and to top things off uh trying to get rid of those tenants good luck it's gonna under, be our, hard. Uh, under our uh, under our you know cool laws here in south africa yeah yeah yeah, well, Tseko, I hope uh, Bright has, met, has uh, been able to answer your question. Um, Rob, please cue the teacup and the kettle. Um, and funny, because Bright's actually made a cup of tea. Lai hasn't got his drink in there. I got my water here, so we are ready for that tea. And um, Lai, can you yeah. give us the tea? So, yeah, I'm ready for tea today. And it's like, it's quite a gloomy Saturday, so it's definitely like tea weather um literally and figuratively <laughs> so, um guys i don't know if you know any uh if you know this story but then one of the most interesting things that uh, have happened like uh, during tea time you know that we take things light-hearted especially after mm. like serious topics so we just want to give like a little bit of lightness and a little bit of you know fluff um for lack of a better term so i don't know if you know this but there's been like a really really cute story on um 
social media that has gone viral um, about finding love during quarantine. Do you know that? Have you seen the story? Where are you going to find love during quarantine? So wait, wait for it. It's actually quite a great um, thing. So this guy, I think he's in America, um, Jeremy. He was, uh, he found there's a girl like on the opposite end of the street who would go to her, um, would you, like the rooftop of her apartment and like chill there, exercise or do stuff. And then he kept on seeing her. So he decided that he's going to ask her out for a date via his drone. So he put like a note in his drone and like, you know, send it over to across the, across the street. Oh, I, saw, I saw it on TikTok. It's a TikTok yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that yeah. is so cute. It's a really, really cool. So anyway, fast forward, she says yes. And then they end up having this um, date. He's on the balcony. She's on the rooftop. And it's like really, really cute. And yeah. So, Aww. you know. What? My favorite part was when they actually went and met. He was yeah. on that little little ball, bubble. you know, yeah. the bubble. And he had Aww. flowers. Couldn't give you flowers in the because exactly. it's not bubble. It was the, the bubble. cutest thing ever. It's like it's such a cute thing. And like like what Brian said, it's so eventually he decides he's gonna, you know, go see her. But because yeah. of social distancing and you know the current climate that we're in, he like gets into a bubble, but then he forgets that since he's inside the bubble, he cannot like give her the flowers. So they, you know, take a walk and it was like it was really, really sweet. And he almost got in trouble with the police and then they're like, Oh, are you the guy from that video? So then they sort of taking pictures. They took a picture, yeah. Aww, so, no, so so th- that yeah, that on TikTok became a, a trend because everything on TikTok became becomes a trend if you TikTok, post it yeah. on TikTok, right? Yeah. So um, this lady says she knows that her neighbor stays by herself. So she wrote also a cute note and, and stuck it on her wall where when she comes to a, like her bedroom uh, upstairs, she yes. can read the note. It says, please let me know if you ever need anything. Right. Oh, it, it, it's, yeah, it's so sweet and everything. And then obviously the lady wrote her own note and posted on a window, bedroom window, uh, bedroom window. And she took, the video of the yeah. whole thing. It says "f you." Oh, <laughs> that okay. took a turn. I was yeah. just like, that's, "Okay, that's thank you, lady." Like, okay. Moving on. Oh wow! Okay, so <laughs> I was being like, "What the hell? Quickly. What the hell?" Uh, that's so yeah. sweet. But they're like such a such a sweet story. So like you know, and if you ever are single like me, and you think it's all gloomy you never know what might happen in quarantine times. but i'd like to think bumble and tinder and the dating apps are all like fluctuating at the moment everyone's like swiping swiping so my friends were telling me oh, but, how like the apps are like but how are you gonna meet people how are you gonna FaceTime, how are you gonna meet people guys, though FaceTime. But, yeah exactly you, you're gonna face them but what That's i actually cool. heard that uh, those are hooking up apps though and <laughs> yeah. like i don't hook up in quarantine <laughs> But like I, I heard that uh, some of these apps are actually um, doing a, a like a, giving a lot of uh, the premium stuff on discount or actually like for free so that people can connect, especially lonely single people, I suppose. So I think there might be a lot of um, fun sex happening. But anyways, that's a topic for another day. But anyway, speaking uh, <laughs> of what. Um, lockdown is making us do so you know uh one of our um, villains in the country Nziki, had a lot of things to say what happened this time <laughs> over the last, <laughs> over the last so couple out of touch. Days. what's happening this time basically Nziki came for um everyone's favorite girl 
be yes exactly so she basically went out with a tweet that says um that said guys uh since alcohol was banned uh sap says violence has gone down hospitals say there are no serious stabbings less car accidents less domestic violence are you sure champagne darling is a good influence on our community or it's capitalist poison question Oh Look, no, she didn't. Yes, I'm, I'm, no, no, she didn't. Look, <laughs> look. Can I be honest with you? Like, I'm yeah. quite impressed. The fact that there's less alcohol circulating in society for me yes. is, is a big clap. Like, yeah, I'm, I wanted to see what the effect of not having alcohol circulating in society would be. And look, it's yeah. like it's, it's looking good so far. I wanted exactly. to actually see this alcohol-free SA. Sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to the to the alcohol story. because yeah. um, I've in my also um uh rudimentary you know mm. work uh, was in, in, in a factory um mm. yeah. in manufacturing. So I'm gonna come back to that. I wanted to talk about um what was the previous thing talking about oh Tinder. So the yeah. owner of Tinder and a bunch, you know, okay Cupid, etc. etc. is a group called Match Group. Mm-hmm. Um, which um, has its own dramas, um, you know, in there. There's a, a feud between management and the founders of Tinder. Apparently, they didn't give them their correct valuation when they bought Tinder and, and made it part of Match Group. And, yeah, there's just a lot of drama. They had their first female CEO who's also being fired by the board recently. Mm-hmm. It's very dramatic, but it's a, an extremely cash-generative business. Um, it's also one uh, to look at under this quarantine because their usage uh, on a weekly basis was up 46%. Uh, This was the very first week of uh, March and then it kept on increasing. I'm I'm sure they're also over uh, 1,000%. Wow. Interesting. In in recent times. And yeah, I mean, if we're going to live in a virtual world, Zoom house party, yeah, um, niche group, um, Skype, so that's Microsoft, Slack, yeah. um, all of those businesses mm. that you use for entertainment, work, mm-hmm. um, etc. Connection, et yeah, they're all doing well. The Zoom, for example, the Zoom CEO made four billion in a space of six weeks in his net worth because you know, 56 million people uh, downloaded the app and he's seen daily active users increase by 4.6 million. So it's Wow. It's it's wow. all happening for them. And funny, enough, and funny enough, Zoom used to be called Meerkat. It was that live app on Twitter. Like back oh, in the day. Yeah. It, it has a very it has a very rich history, but uh, it's worth reading on your own if you have time. But um it's Do you have an alcohol goal. stash of the question? No, oh. so coming back to uh the alcohol thing it's 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 all well and you know great to say alcohol is done xyz but everyone forgets about the little communities uh, which are actually quite big where all these manufacturing plants are based mm. um, <clears throat> having worked at a plant myself i know people who had never given the opportunity the equal opportunity that you and i got to get to where we are today and working at that plant was that step forward and the <laughs> tens um, of their families just from that and they were able to take themselves to school and pay it forward, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of families um, uh, during this lockdown, um, they've seen basically their fortunes go backwards. And you're talking about people who live in, you know, you know, a two-bedroom house, but there's 11 of, of them. And the sole breadwinner used to work in that plant mm. that produced you know, 
Yeah. yeah. But the so. are always coming for the people, though. <laughs> even on lockdown, yes. the sis is still coming for everyone. Like, sis, please. But which, I don't even follow her. Is, is why? Yeah, yeah, I don't even Tiki follow her, girl. I love yeah. you, but I don't follow you. I don't need that. Like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. The thing is, um, social media is such a weird place because the only way to, to be prominent on, on social media mm-hmm. is to cause some form of um, disruption. Yeah. disruption in feelings, emotions of people. So yeah. you take one group that likes a thing and you take the one group that doesn't like a thing, make them fight against each other. That makes you popular. Exactly. And I've, unfortunately, that's how social media works. Yeah, exactly. AKA Even and Casper trying. Person, <laughs> yeah, not. exactly. Yeah, Something yeah. AKA and Casper tries so hard to do, but fails it has every done. single time. Yeah, yeah, but it it has but it has done so much for 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 their careers. Look yeah. at them. It's uh, but it, not everyone is like reading can see right through the bullshit. Bye, y'all. But honestly, it's like uh, like uh, just to wrap up with this Nziki and Bonang thing. Like I just feel like Nziki does too much as always. Like yeah. I love it. You know the, uh-huh. the interesting thing about Nziki is that Nziki is actually very smart, and I'm just like sometimes I'm like I don't know. What so goes that's left. the thing. I think I like her as well, but I just sometimes I'm just like, so it's okay. Like, let this one go. I, exactly. I do like her genuinely. And also, I'm like, champagne darling, questioning her influence uh, in our community. She's like the right uh, role model. I'm like, she's not the only fair. person who produces alcohol. And I'm just that's like, honestly, that's fair. really not fair. Like, so that, yeah. was a, that was a personal jab, definitely. Yeah, that was a personal jab. You know, she always has to have like a little bit of spice. Yeah. But then one other thing, I don't know how you guys are familiar with Real Housewives, but I am uh, a connoisseur of Real Housewives. Oh, which one are you on? Which one are you on? So, I'm at uh, Real House of Atlanta. So yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> really, really love Real House too. And so, basically, um, you know that they're actually scheduled to shoot their reunion show. Okay. Before lockdown in the U.S. Oh, so anyway, people they said it's social distancing and having their lockdown. So now they cannot, they don't know how long it's going to be. But what has been crazy is that these women have been going at it on social media that now the, the company that um, has licenses the show, Bravo, has now thought like, you know what, like if we let them go at it, when eventually if they come out of lockdown, there won't be anything of entertainment value to talk about because all of this would have been exhausted and a lot of people would have known and people would have moved on from it. So they actually have, they've actually confirmed that they're going to be doing their reunion show on FaceTime. Uh, yeah, but which is like my thing. It's was not like, going to be know. fun. I don't know. Yeah. Excuse me. What? Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my team in, in, in who I follow in social media and the shows yeah. that I watch, they, Oh, guys, that's not going to be fun because you need some cattiness. You know, the cattiness and the side eyes and the, you need that. You need the, like... And I also feel like they might have, like, definitely better internet, but I feel like the problem is going to be you can always opt to, like, drop off the call if you're just not feeling the question. Exactly. And you know how Eva always drops off? Eva, like, she just, like, leaves. If she's not feeling something, she just leaves. She just leaves. Oh, man. Freak. I'm I'm actually catching up on Real Housewives of Atlanta now, yeah. Yeah. So I'm a little bummed because of that, but you know what? It's, you know, it's, this is how... We're going to be living for the foreseeable month, so let's see how it's going to be. Uh, but yeah, that's it on COVID-related tea time. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, Lai, for that tea. 
Um, and guys, I think it's it's time for us to actually end the show now. I think we've had a very insightful, informative, fun, uh, positive as well um, conversation. Um, and I think if anything, we'd like to say thank you to Brights. Don't forget, guys, to follow us on social media. We've also given you, we'll also give you Brights um, social media handles in the um, description, in the show description. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, engage with us. Let's talk. Um, and if you've got something else that you want to share with us or have a topic that you want us to address, let us know and we will format that show for you. Exactly. We, and yeah, and remember to subscribe and share. Come on, guys, and follow us on our social media platforms. They're new. And I, guys, what do you have to say about our rebrand? Come now. You have to exactly. say, let us know what you think about the rebrand. Rebrand is ready. Oh, and also, Akia, yeah, before we forget, we're actually now available on Spotify. So please check us on Spotify. We're going to put, update our um, link, our bios on our social media with uh, yeah, the link to Spotify. So, finally, we were struggling to get onto Spotify since last year, but now we're finally on Spotify, guys. Yeah, exactly. Cool, okay, guys. guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Right, thank it's you so much good. for joining us. Um, live. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. Please don't forget to send me that recipe. And I'm just Definitely. gonna go about doing chores now. Cheers, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.